You are listening to the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast with Monica Louie, episode number 33. Welcome to the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast, where we help online entrepreneurs grow their influence, amplify their impact, and scale their businesses all the way to seven figures. And now, here's your host, Monica Louie. Hey, hey, thank you so much for joining me for the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast. I'm Monica Louie, and I am bringing you another fantastic interview. Today's guest has taught more than 35,000 women how to earn a full-time income working 30 hours per week or less as online service-based entrepreneurs. And if you're new to the podcast and don't know me yet, then I'd like to welcome you. I am a Facebook and Instagram ad strategist, and I run a successful ads agency where my team and I manage ads for six and seven figure online businesses. I'm also the creator of Flourish with Facebook ads, my online training program that teaches my step-by-step system for creating campaigns that convert. My team and I have managed more than one and a half million dollars in ad spend and served more than 700 students and clients. And we are in the trenches every single day, keeping a pulse on what's working now in the world of Facebook and Instagram ads. And while I teach a lot about Facebook and Instagram ads, the goal of this podcast is to discuss what it really takes to build a seven-figure online business. And that's why I love to bring you interviews with experts and successful business owners like my guest today. I am super pumped to bring you my interview with the extraordinary Jenny Shi. Jenny is an uncompromising business coach who has worked with some of the biggest names in the online world. And what many don't know, though, is that for most of her time in business, Jenny was debilitatingly sick and at some points was only able to work a few hours each week. As the household breadwinner, Jenny found strategic ways to ensure her business remained highly profitable while also giving her the much-needed time to heal. Drawing on both her decade of experience in high tech and her training with Martha Beck and spiritual teacher Byron Katie, Jenny guides her clients through a no-fluff, step-by-step approach to creating thriving businesses they love without having to work long hours or make huge sacrifices. And I don't know about you, but that is one of the biggest reasons why I started my online business so that I could build a life and career on my own terms while helping others in the process. And Jenny is sharing her secrets with us today. I am thrilled and honored to have Jenny on the show today. She is someone who's inspired me for many years now, and I am so excited to share this interview with you. In this episode, you are going to learn why testing keeps you safe and playing small and what you should do instead, how to stay focused on achieving your goals without getting distracted by those shiny objects, Jenny's system for building a successful growing business while working less than 30 hours per week, how Jenny plans to keep her business running smoothly while taking at least four months off for her maternity leave next year. Jenny's also sharing her unorthodox approach and why it's the best way to build a sustainable online business. And we're talking about the weird entrepreneurial thinking that may be holding you back from scaling. 
and a whole lot more. But before we dive in, I want to make sure that you know that you can find all the links and resources that are mentioned in today's episode at monicalouie.com slash 33. That's M-O-N-I-C-A-L-O-U-I-E.com slash the number 33. All right, let's just get into it. Let's dive into the interview with Jenny Shi from jennyshi.com. Hey, Jenny, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I'm super honored to have you here. Thank you for coming. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm really glad to be here. Okay, so first of all, I would love for you to share who you are and what you do, and then I'd love to get into your backstory. Yeah, well, my name is Jenny Shi, and I am an online business coach who specializes in helping online service-based business owners start, grow, and make a great living doing this work they love, serving clients all over the world. But I didn't start here. Now, the long story short version is uh, 10 years ago, I was an engineering manager at a high-tech company. Just about, actually just over 10 years ago, I was there and I left my job, cold turkey, breadwinner in our household to do something that felt more meaningful because I thought, man, if I retire from this company, that would be okay, not be okay with me. Like that's fine for other people, but retiring from only working in this high-tech company that didn't fill my soul would not be okay. So I left and trained to become a life coach and focused on serving women who like me kind of were ambitious in their career, but not on track to doing work that was really meaningful to them. And that was important. And I started coaching those women and building a business doing that. And about a year and a half into that, I thought, ah, this isn't exactly right. Like, I'm not exactly on the right track. I like working for myself and I like supporting other people. But the career coaching and sort of unearthing all of the stuff that was keeping them in these jobs and all that gunk you have to work through was not my expertise. I went back to the drawing board and I realized that there was a lot for my career at the high tech company that was I could bring into this online space, project management, people management, getting things done organizing systems, all that kind of stuff. So I closed my career coaching business. I fired all of my clients, which was crazy because there was very little money left. Like we were living off of savings. <laughs> there was very little money left, but I thought, I can't keep doing this. This is not working. I need to move in a new direction. So I launched JennyShe.com in March of 2011 as project management, virtual assistance, and coaching to make your ideas happen. And I'll tell you, I hit the ground running because I had all these things I knew about business and marketing from my first business, but hadn't really been excited about them because I didn't love what I was doing. But now I had excitement. I was excited to tell people what I was doing. I was excited to serve them. I was excited to market my business. I was excited to talk about it, which I before kind of didn't want to have to market. So I did that and slowly but surely, actually pretty quickly, I was getting clients and filling my roster and people started asking me, well, can you tell me how you're doing this? Like, how are you getting clients online? And how are you building your email list? And how is this all working? And I started to coach people on how to build their online businesses. And that's what I've been doing ever since in slightly different ways, but same sort of thing that you can make a great living with one-on-one services, make a difference in people's lives and not have to work insane hours to make it happen. Oh my gosh. So going back to your corporate career in engineering, so making that shift, is that something where you would always kind of pondered about being a business owner or how did that idea even come into your mind? Well, no, I hadn't ever set out to be a business owner. When I was a senior in high school, my dad quit his job to start his own company. Uh, He was in HVAC construction for large buildings, nothing very glamorous or sexy, but he 
realized at some point that he's like, I'm working really hard for this guy. He just worked for a really small company. I'm working really hard for this guy and he's making all the money <laughs> and I'm doing all the work. So maybe I should go do this on my own. And so he left and he started his own general contracting company. And I know at the beginning it was hard. Like I was old enough to remember that it was really stressful, but I also was old enough to remember that how my dad felt like he was like, this stress is so worth it because of what I'm allowed to be in control of my life and my destiny. And he ended up doing really well in that arena on his own in the long run. But he hadn't been like, you know, Jen, you got to go start your own business. This is the way to go. But I saw that that was possible. For me, I think what happened was my husband started a side business when shortly after we got married. And it was rough. Like it wasn't an easy start. And he wasn't raking in the dough. And he was trying to balance that with his job. And I just remember thinking, I was so naive. I just remember thinking like, I can't do what I want to do with this company. It seems like if I want to be a life coach and help people, I have to do it on my own. So it'll be easy, right? <laughs> I just like quit my job and went for it. It was not easy, but it was so worth it. <laughs> and I can't imagine going back at this point. Awesome. So, so making that transition, cause you did a few pivots. So, and you tested, mm-hmm. it's like you tested different ideas and, you know, even in, since March of 2011, as you've mentioned, your business has pivoted and changes. What have been some of those trigger points where, you know, things you said as you shifted and really got into what you were really excited about that you started getting clients and things started taking off. Was there anything that you were tactically doing at that point, or was it more of like that mental shift and that excitement and energy? What was it that kind of helped things pivot at that point? Yeah, well, I think, I think the main point, I think this was true for me, but I also want to just say this to everybody listening. I hear a lot of people say, you know, I'm going to test this idea and see what happens. And what they're doing kind of on an energetic level is they're not taking charge of that choice. It's like they're putting that choice on the external world to validate for them. And it's a way we keep ourselves safe. But in every one of those instances, I went all in. I wasn't like, I'm going to try this and see if, because most of the time, if that's our attitude, it doesn't work. But instead, I went into each one saying, I'm going to do this. And I did it all in. And then at some point, I was like, okay, no gut hunch, something's off. Okay, interesting. Something's off. What's off? Then I start doing a little bit of investigating. Is it, you know... I've just got crappy thinking. Is it that I'm doing things tactically wrong? Is it that I'm not having fun? And for me, it was really like, I could tell that I wasn't fully aligned with what I was here to offer. So then I was like, okay, well, what's the next thing I feel most fully aligned with? And then I went all into that. And then I did that all in. And by going all in, I got these insights about, okay, yeah, here's that next piece that's not totally aligned. What do I need to change? I need to change it to this. Okay, now let's go all in there. And these weren't like in the case of like leaving my job to going to career coaching, then closing career coaching, jujjenny.com. Those are really big shifts. But the other ones to the outside world, they didn't look like it wasn't like a whole new website and it wasn't a whole new business, but it was an internal recommitment to doing something slightly different. Say, I'm going to give this everything and see what will come back to me in terms of how I feel. And every time I follow what feels most interesting, that's when things start to work. When I do things that the outside world says is right, it's like that never works. <laughs> when I do what is sort of guided to me from the inside, that's when things start to click. So you talked about going all in and getting super focused and committing. So that's something that I'm with you. I think that a lot of people just need to commit 
to whether it's a specific strategy or a different path or a specific offering, they need to commit and go all in to seeing it through and making it, you know, the success that they have in their, they feel like it can be. So how do we focus in on that? Because what, you know, as entrepreneurs, we have a lot of shiny objects and ideas. And as you mentioned, there are a lot of other strategies that people say, you know, you need to do this in your business. So how do we stay focused on that? How do you work with your clients to help them stay focused on the right things that will move their business forward? Well, the first thing is like, what is the goal, the next goal you're trying to achieve? The next goal sometimes is more money, but sometimes it's not more money. Sometimes it's fewer hours. Sometimes it's more enjoyment. So identify the goal that you're moving towards. And when I say identify the goal, it's not, you know, I want to make a million dollars and take this much time off and blah, 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 blah. Like it's not this like big, airy, fairy, long-term vision. It doesn't even have to be airy, fairy. It does like this, it's not this big long-term vision. It's the, what's the next thing you're wanting to do? Consistently get clients doing this work in this industry, have more fun with my clients or whatever, whatever that specific next goal is that you're working towards, like identify what that is. And then figure out what is the path I need to take to achieve that goal. And then write, get really clear on what that path looks like. And then use that path, that plan that you created to avoid shiny object syndrome. So, you know, I can hear these great, you know, there's great programs out there about they building membership sites or uh, offering SaaS services or doing this or doing that. And they all are amazing, but no matter what, they are not aligned with my next goal in my business. So it's really easy to start to say no to those things. And it's really easy to say no to those distractions or those shiny objects when you know the goal you're going after and after and exactly the steps you're going to take to achieve that particular goal or give that goal your best shot, I guess I should say. Do you have any daily practices that you practice yourself or that you teach your clients in order to keep those goals in the forefront of our mind? Because I think what happens sometimes is that we'll have a goal and we're super committed to it for a time period, but then our excitement for that goal starts to wane or, you know, it becomes a little bit more challenging than we anticipated. And that's when, you know, something else sounds a little bit more exciting. So, so how do we stay committed and focused and keep our energy about that specific goal up? You know, I have to say, I'm not sure I have the best advice on that particular one only because I, <laughs> so I might, I might lose some credibility with your listeners here in this regard, but in Gretchen Rubin's four tendencies, I'm what's called an upholder. So I'm not sure if you're familiar, Monica, with Gretchen Yes, Rubin. I am. Yes. I'm an upholder. So like I decide I'm going to do something and for the most part, I'm going to go do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think it's important to honor like what you need for you. And it's going to look different for other people. So an obliger, those of you who are not familiar with Gretchen Rubin's four tendencies, just do a quick Google after we're done talking. It could blow your mind and change everything about how you approach your goals. So if you're an obliger, so obligers are people who need to have external accountability. If you're somebody who needs external accountability, then find a friend who can help you stay accountable to the actions you're taking about, you know, that are going towards your goal. If you're a rebel, what are you going to do to allow yourself the flexibility and freedom to achieve your goal without feeling like you're tied down? If you're a questioner, make sure you get all your questions answered. So I think how we keep ourselves on track is so unique to how we operate in our daily lives. For me, sometimes I have to remember that, like, sometimes I have to remember that it's okay not to achieve a goal because upholders can just blindly keep going. And so I think it's really just a matter of figuring out what works for your own personality. How do you self-sabotage and how do you really support yourself and finding the right things to do that? For me, I don't have any particular practices. I know what I'm going after 
And that's usually what I do. It doesn't mean I don't have bad days. I give myself a lot of slack for bad days, but I keep those in balance with also like just sit in your chair, Jenny, and get this done today. <laughs> okay. So I can imagine, you know, maybe like if there's something that I'm really having a struggle getting through or getting done, maybe anticipating a reward on the back end of, you know, if I'm going to push through and get this done, then maybe I can go have that thing or go out to happy hour with my girlfriend or whatever it is. So figure out what works for you, what is going to help you stay committed. And you work with, you've helped over 35,000 women build sustainable businesses working less than 30 hours per week. So can you share, and you yourself work generally around 25 hours per week. Is that correct? Yeah, on average. Uh-huh. I actually just needed to, I've been saying this so much on podcasts that for the last month, I started tracking my time to make sure that was really true. And it is, I'm like spot on 25 hours every week. <laughs> and you've been consistent with that in the last 10 years of building your business. So how do you do that exactly? <laughs> what does that system process look like? Yeah, well, the main thing is I just focus like a crazy person. Like I sit down to work and there's very, I don't allow myself to get distracted. Not that I don't want to distract myself. Not that the laundry doesn't call in the middle of the day. Not that like mindless scrolling on Instagram doesn't call me. I feel the lure to all those things, just like everybody else who works from home and has access to social media (laughs) at their fingertips. It's there. But to me, I know for myself, because I've just, I've been working this way. You know, I learned this life lesson about overworking when I was 19 and I'm now 41. So it's been quite a while and have a lot of evidence that when I work too much, it just is a bad idea. Like it's bad for my health. It's bad for my mental state. I'm not actually any more productive. And I've learned that I can, when I sit down with a focused task list and know what I need to do, I can get as much done in 25 hours a week as most people get done in 40 hours a week because most people work in 40 hours a week or more. And there's some studies that show this, like you're just, there's a lot of fluff time. There's a lot of wasted time because our brains only have the capacity to do real focused work so many hours per week. So our whole company, we only work 30 hours per week. Everybody on my team, they max out at 30. We stop. Like we don't do 40 hour work weeks because I know that it's a waste of time. (laughs) They're just going to sit there sort of like the productivity drops way off. So what that looks like for me is knowing exactly what my priorities are, exactly the steps that I need to do to achieve those goals and, and live to those priorities. And it means saying no to a lot of things. And one of my goals for the end of the second half of next year, coming back from maternity leave is to get that down to about 15 to 18 hours a week. I don't know if I can do it. I'm kind of scared, but that's going to be my, that's going to what I'm going to shoot for. Okay. So, and the fact that I know you work a limited schedule and you stick to it, you practice what you preach. And that's why, you know, I'm super honored that you are here and that you've made time to to join us on the podcast today. Okay. So you let the cat out of the bag. I know you recently announced this on social media into your email list. So you've got this big project that you've been working on that is, (laughs) that's how you revealed it. That's coming out in 2020. So please share a little bit about that and how you're planning. And as you said, you're going to go back to even, you know, fewer hours and you're planning for that. So how are you been planning for this? Yeah. Well, so my husband and I, this has not been like, we weren't one of those people who just like all of a sudden, Oh crap, we're pregnant. You know, this was like something that we've been trying to do for quite some time. And took this is one of those like commitment things. So this hasn't been the case for me in business. I'm really easy to commit, but it was really easy to waver off the commitment path for all the years that we were on this journey. 
And so, you know, for the past three or four, I had been deliberately thinking about, okay, how do I, like now this business, I'm the primary actually sole breadwinner in our household. So how am I going to continue to provide an income for us? Because I knew that I did not want to be, and this is cool for anybody who does it, but I knew for myself, I didn't want to be like a four to six week maternity leave kind of mom. Like I knew that I wanted a good four months off minimum in order to like keep, like have that special time. It'll probably be the only time in my life that I get that time to do that and um, to be with this newborn baby. And so I've been thinking about it for the past three years and every year, three and a half, every year that plan has changed because my business has changed. But the whole time has been, I want to take four months off. What do I need to do to make that happen? And so three and a half years ago, when I started mapping out what this would look like, the answer was, I need to save up enough money to pay myself for that whole duration because no money will be able to come in because I was the primary person serving our clients. Like that was the only way it could happen. So I started stocking away savings. So we would, I would grow my business or I would get extra income or I would put a, put aside a portion of our revenue and save it so that that could then pay me to be, you know, so I could quote, get paid to be on maternity leave. Not really, but you know, I was, I could continue to pay myself because we need my income in order to be on maternity leave. And then as my business grew, I actually started saving more money because then I was thinking, well, at this point, I have this person on my team and this person on my team, and they could do these things while I was on maternity leave, but I would need, it doesn't really generate a lot of money, but I would need to pay them. So I saved more. And then in the last couple of years, I've been training a team of coaches to take over serving our clients. And then I've been working with people to help us sell our programs. And so the business is so much more than me. And the short of it is, yes, there's that money still in savings in case there's a, you know, the, in case the whatever hits the fan, but also the business itself has now built up to a point where it is going to run while I'm gone. So we know everybody knows exactly what they need to do. I mean, we have some planning to, but we've got time. Everybody knows exactly what they need to do. Everybody's going to roll. Our clients will get taken care of. All our marketing will get taken care of. All our sales will get taken care of all of it so that I can take that time off and the whole thing is going to run. But I see that's what we're doing. And I am like beyond excited that we've gotten to this point. And it's like, wow, that couldn't have happened if if we had, if I'd gotten pregnant all these years ago. But I want to let people know, like, you don't have to have this whole team to run your whole business in order to take a maternity leave. Three and a half years ago, when it was me and a very part-time assistant, it was a totally different plan. And all of those are valid. And it's just a matter of priorities and then setting the goal <laughs> to achieve that priority for me. I wanted four months off minimum and I wanted to be able to pay myself. And so what did I need to do to make that happen? And at the original, at the original point that was needed to save a lot of money. That's very cool. So congratulations. That's <laughs> <you>. very exciting. <laughs> and I know, I mean, I have my own two kids and I know how precious that time is. So I love that you've been so intentional and in planning ahead of time to be able to, you know, create that time that you want with your baby in the first few months and and then also set up your own your business the way that you want it to run after you're back from maternity leave. And so I know you have an orthodox approach to building a sustainable business. You kind of, you know, break the mold as you say. So can you share a couple of things where you kind of go against the grain as to what people typically teach when building a business? Yeah, I think the main thing is it's funny because I feel like it's the smartest way to build an online business there is, but it is counter to what everybody else does. And I have to remind myself, oh, right, not everybody teaches it this way. And that is, I have 
for myself found and with my clients and what I teach them is that you can build a highly profitable, don't have to work your tail off kind of business offering exclusively one-on-one services. And you know, there's so many people out there these days that are selling our, you know, fancy funnels and recurring revenue and passive income and memberships and courses and digital products and all that kind of like automated make money while you sleep stuff. And the first thing is that whole idea of make money while you sleep is total BS. Like it's this pipe dream, but people who make money while they sleep are constantly tweaking (laughs) their marketing and their messaging and their, their ads and everything. Like it's not actually a make money while you sleep. It's like a market all the time and don't actually serve clients business model, which is fine if that's what you want to do. But most of the people I talk to, they like to do the work that they do with clients. So why not get paid to do that? And what I found for myself was that I easily built a six-figure business and then very quickly scaled that to multiple six figures. So over $300,000 a year with one-on-one services, taking home an 80, more than 80% profit margin before taxes. And it was like, you know, in 25 hours a week, I did it while I was chronically ill with Lyme disease. I was still serving clients and I was still running my business and my clients have done it since then. So this whole idea that you can't have a, like, if you have one-on-one clients, your clients are going to run your business. It's totally not true. If you follow the right systems and structures to set it up. If you put good boundaries in place, if you have some of these basic practices, you can, it's so, I mean, gosh, there are days, it's so much easier. It's so much simpler. It's such a smarter, easier, starter way to run a business. And I tell myself that if I didn't love working with a team so much that you and I were talking about this on Instagram yesterday, that is my favorite part. Like my favorite part of running this business is collaborating with my team, my coaches, my regular Jenny, she team, all of it. Like that is where I get lit up. If I didn't love that so much, I would ask myself what the heck I was doing because this business model right now where I run a high-end group coaching program is so much less profitable than if I were to just serve clients one-on-one myself. But the thing that lights me up is kind of creating this larger community, this larger machine and, and working with all of these people in this collaborative way. So going back to what we said at the beginning, you got to follow what lights you up the most. And for most people that I know, serving their clients is the thing they love, not marketing all the time. Yes, you have to market, but not all the time when you're serving clients one-on-one and you can do it with so much less overhead, so much less stress, and you can make a lot more money doing it, I think, at the beginning anyway. Well, thank you for sharing that because I totally agree with you where, you know, especially I see this in the Facebook ads world where people will preach that, like Facebook ads are the secret. <laughs> and you know, once you once you figure Facebook ads out, then everything else falls no. into place. And what I teach is that that's actually not true. Facebook ads are right. a part of the puzzle, but they're also not set it and forget it. There's always, you know, constant yes. tweaking and, and adjusting. And but to your point as well, like what I know that I've learned about myself is that I love building my team and I love also working with my clients and my students. I love that interaction. So while like I initially building my business online, I thought, oh God passive income. That sounds amazing. You know, just money rolling in and, you know, with systems and things that I've, I've created, that's nice. But I, if that was my only, you know, my only business model that I would be missing that connection, like you stated. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So what are the top mistakes that people make when growing their online businesses that keep them stuck? Oh my goodness. There's so many. I would say the first thing is that most people are pulled in too many directions from all the experts out there telling them that this is the one thing you need to know. And, you know, there's not one thing you need to know. And all those things that experts are saying out there, they all work, but they don't all work together and you don't need them all. So I think the biggest mistake is 
letting yourself get caught up in the noise. And it is, it is worse now than it's ever been. And it's only going to get worse because there's more people online teaching you how to make money online and build your business and do all this stuff. There's so much information and there's so much technology and there's so many different pieces of software and all these different social media channels and you don't need all of them. You don't need even most of them. But when you're just starting out, it's really hard to know what do I need? What do I not need? And that's where I think having a really clear step-by-step plan can be a, a lifesaver because you can then know what to say no to and instead know exactly what to focus on. So do you have like different percentages of time? So let's say we want to take the 30 hour work week Mm -hmm. and we're building our service-based business. Do you have specific criteria around, you know, this number of hours or this percentage of the time you should be focusing on marketing and promoting? And then this percentage of the time you should be working on getting clients. And I'm sure that as, you know, if you're starting with brand new business with, you know, maybe a handful of clients, you probably need to spend more time prospecting. So it might shift, but do you have like kind of for the sustainable business, do you have kind of buckets for a time like that? Yeah. So I would say the first thing is no, know what parts of your business you're going to do. So like to avoid the whole shiny object and the big mistake people are making, which is like, I want to learn webinars and I need to learn membership sites and I need to learn this and I need to learn funnels and I learn email marketing and I need to learn all the social media and I need to learn how to do all this stuff. So once you sort of pare down to what it is that you're actually going to execute, then yeah, we have uh, what we call in our Make It Work Online coaching program, the Flex Schedule Method, which is all about giving you a structure to how to spend your time without making you feel constrained. So it's this, this is what, how we teach with everything. There's this balance of here's a structured way to do it. And here's how you flex it to make it work for you. Because I don't pretend that everybody thinks or acts like me. And I want to help them like understand the, the ways they can structure themselves and their time and their business that works effectively in terms of a smart business, but also allows it to work for them. So when it comes to the flex schedule method, depending on how many hours a week you have to dedicate to your business, we then allocate how much time you should spend on admin, like email or scheduling or bookkeeping or invoicing or that kind of stuff, how much time you should spend on your blog and newsletter and posting to social media, how much time you should spend serving clients, how much time you should spend on client getting activities. And then for people who are just starting, we have another category called like foundation work. So you still got to write your about page. (laughs) Maybe you need to start your email list. Because a lot of times what happens is people just start doing everything foundation or so we have people kind of on both ends of the spectrum out there. There are folks who spend all their time working on the back end, waiting till their website's perfect, waiting until their systems are perfect. We call it like pixel moving. You know, you're moving like one tiny little pixel to get it just right. And then we have people on the other end who are doing nothing but marketing and serving their clients and they have nothing, no foundation. And so what happens is they then fill up with clients. And they serve those clients and if clients are done and the clients leave and then they have nothing. And so it's this huge feast or famine cycle. That is a little less typical. The more typical is people who just spend a lot of time on the back end. But yeah, so we want to allocate our time accordingly. Once you know what you're working on and how you're going to build your business, you want to allocate that time kind of not balanced, but fairly well balanced in order to be able to grow your business, but also ensure that what you're building is sustainable for the long term. And allows you to take vacations or to have clients come and go and allows you to bounce back regardless. And then as we are growing and scaling, at what point should we start hiring people or making those decisions to bring on new people to our team? It's a real personal choice when you want to do that. I think it really depends on 
really depends on the person and their willingness to hire. I love, like one of my favorite things is to hire awesome people. <laughs> like, I love it so much. I love hiring awesome people. So my team is so amazing. I think it's just so much fun for me to hire people, but other people they are like, Oh, the thought of hiring somebody, I don't know. And so what you want to do is you want to notice, first of all, like, does that excite you or not excite you? But then look at the next part, which is, are you ready to delegate? Like, do you have things that you do repeatedly every week? So a lot of times people will hire a virtual assistant because they heard, oh, I should hire a virtual assistant, but they don't actually have anything to delegate because they're reinventing the wheel every time they invoice a client. They have no standard systems or procedures in place. They sort of wing it when it comes to this, that, or the other thing. So start to create, if you think you're going to head down the direction of hiring somebody, that first person you hire is usually a virtual assistant, but you've got to have some amount of repeatable processes in place in order for them to take on a task. And start really small, like start before you totally need them. And that allows you to practice getting used to giving them feedback and working with them and, and learning how to collaborate with another person, learning how to delegate. Most entrepreneurs don't know how to delegate. And so it'll give you some practice as opposed to, oh my God, I'm drowning. I can't get it all done. Take over all of these things. And that never works out. So start a little bit sooner than you might otherwise get a little bit of practice, put some systems in place and get used to what it feels like to delegate and hire. And if you kind of use this as a growth opportunity for yourself, where do I have to get better here? How do I make this more effective? It quickly can become one of the most fun things you do in your business. <laughs> I totally agree. That's definitely one of the joys of me and growing you know, my business and my team. I just love the amazing people that we've brought on. And with that, I mean, you can start small. So you don't have to commit to a certain number of hours a week. And it's not like you have to start with somebody at 20 hours or 30 hours a week. You can start with just a handful of hours to kind of, you know, test the waters. But, you know, then pretty quickly, if you've got your processes and systems in place, that you'll get to see the benefit of that. Yes. And so what other mindset shifts should business owners be taking to, you've got this great article that I found on getting to the next level in your business and five mindset shifts. So can you share a couple of the mindset shifts that you've had to overcome in your business in order to take your business to the next level and the common ones that you see with your clients? Yeah. So you're referring to, if anybody wants to Google jennyshe.com, weird entrepreneurial thinking. <laughs> my, uh, that's what my business mentor called me on earlier this year. She said, sounds like you have some weird entrepreneurial thinking going on. And it was exactly what I needed because we start to just like these ways of thinking about business they just sort of come from random places. Like we don't even know where they came from. Some of them we do, some of them we don't. They're just like stories our minds made up about how things should be. And they're usually not true. And they're usually the things that stop us from achieving the next thing we're going after. So one of the things that comes up a lot is looking at sunk costs versus return on investment. And a lot of times business owners, when they're sort of thinking small or in weird entrepreneurial thinking, They'll say, well, I can't invest in that business building program until I make money first. And sort of like, well, if you don't know how to make money, <laughs> then how are you going to do that before you invest? And the idea is, if, well, if you realize this is an investment, you know, and like really understand what the word investment means. Think about how you invest your money elsewhere. You're investing your money in yourself. This isn't a sunk cost. You spend the money and it's gone. Like if you were to buy shoes or upgrade to a first class pain ticket, or really even buy a car, but car, cars aren't really investments anymore. All these things are sunk costs. If you spend money and then they're gone. But if you make a smart investment in your business, the idea is 
putting money in here will generate more money in the end on the outcome. Now, it doesn't mean you don't have to do work. You have to generally do work. But really understanding the difference between a sunk cost and an investment when it comes to spending money in your business. So that would be the first one. The second one is sort of a dovetail off of what I just said in terms of earning before learning. So people think I have to make money before I can invest in this business building program. Well, if you already knew how to make the money, you wouldn't need the business building program. (laughs) So like you've kind of got it backwards. You've got to learn so you can earn versus earn before you can learn. And this is true. Every time you want to grow your business to a place it is currently not, you have to spend money. So I am not every minute of the day, but for the majority of the time that I've been in business have been spending money on coaching for myself, like more personal coaching and mindset coaching and on business learning and growth. And they're always like, I can't necessarily draw a line between this mindset session I had with this coach then resulted in this much income in my business. But I know that I am stuck in this way of thinking or being. And unless I shift that, my business isn't going to grow. And so when we realize that these investments in shifting ourselves, whether that's in our learning or in our mindset, they have to happen in order for our business to grow. And so those investments are are really in charge in that way. The other weird entrepreneurial thinking is where when we let fear sort of take charge of our business and we are all guilty of this. I am certainly all guilty of it as well. The more I practice and pay attention and the longer I'm in business, the more I realize when fear kind of wants to take over, (laughs) but I don't really let it. And there's a lot of checking like, oh my gosh, I'm doing this thing. And it feels really, really scary. Maybe I shouldn't do it. Okay. Check in Jenny. No, 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 no. That's just fear. Like it's not, it's just new. It's just new, really differentiating new and scary because it's new versus scary because it's the wrong thing and starting to really differentiate that for ourselves. Those are kind of the big ones. I'd say the other one that a lot of new business owners have to face is this idea of waiting and seeing versus taking charge. And that goes back to the very first thing you and I talked about when I said, I didn't just see, test and try this idea to see what would happen, really like looking for the outside to validate the idea for me. I took charge. I said, I'm going to go all in and see what happens versus I'm going to sit back and kind of wait and see. There's not really, we're not really in charge of anything when we do that. So those are a lot of the big ones that um, trip people up most of the way, but especially in the beginning part of their journey. Yeah, I definitely think that all of those go back to going all in in your business and really, you know, the investing and learning before you earn. I mean, if you are committed to making your business a success, then you're going to invest in programs that are going to help you take your business to the next level because you know that you are going to see that return. And I know in my own journey, I've seen that time and time again, that anytime I made it, you know, a big, scary investment, it paid off tenfold, even though I didn't know exactly how it was going to do that. But I can see looking back, those have been the building blocks to helping me build my business so quickly. Yeah. And I think for a lot of people, this isn't true for everybody, but it's certainly been true for me is putting my rear on the line with some of those investments is the thing I need. Like I have learned that I need to do that. I need to push myself to this point of extreme discomfort in order to make that investment. And for me, because I'm the breadwinner in our households, I have to take financial risks in my business to push myself to the next level because otherwise like I'm very comfortable staying where I am, but there's a large part of me that thrives off of growth and challenge. And so I think back to 2011, the end of 2011, nine months into my JennyShe.com business, and I had the opportunity to make a $25,000 business investment. I had barely made that much money that year in my business. So let alone, let alone 
profit. I really, really had made that much revenue in my business. But I knew, I'm like, I think I need to do this. Like I knew to the depth of my being, I needed to make that investment. And it was terrifying. But what I did is I made a commitment to myself. I took out a credit card because I, I couldn't pay for it. So I took out a 0% credit card. And I said, I'm going to, I had like six months or something for 0%. I said, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to push myself to do everything this coach is telling me to do. I'm going to do everything, no matter how scary it is, because I don't want to have to pay interest on this credit card. And that made me do things that I probably wouldn't have done if I hadn't made that investment. And then that's happened again and again. And this year, our Facebook ad investment for our upcoming launch is double what we've ever done before. And I'll tell you, there have been like moments where I was like, what are you doing, Jenny? (laughs) Are you sure this is the right thing? You're going to want to take four months off next year. Are you sure you want to spend all the money on this? And it's like the only way I know to challenge myself to grow is to really make those investments and to push myself. And I see this a lot with clients. You have to be careful not to do it so much so that you shut down because that can happen, but know how far to push yourself into discomfort. That's going to force you to do the things that you wouldn't do if your rear weren't on the line. And that's really been a huge one for me. Yeah. And I think that by making those investments in your business, you're also going all in on yourself. You are trusting yourself and, you know, you're putting the money where your mouth is, but you're also, you know, because you're doing that, you are committing to doing this for yourself and for what it means for your future and for your new baby that's coming and, (laughs) and everything, you know, everything that it can bring, but also because you know, you can. And then as you do that each time and you achieve your goals, then you build that confidence that helps you for the next leap and, you know, trusting the process. And even though it is still scary, I think you can look back and see your track record of, you know, I make things happen. I get things done. Yes. Yes. So you have a workshop that is coming up. It's a live workshop, but you also got a super engaged Facebook group and you're doing live trainings and lots of things. I'm in the group myself and there's lots of things happening in the group and you're doing trainings and teachings and you've got your coaches in there. Can you share a little bit about what all is happening? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can. So the first thing I want to say is to everybody listening, this is not like anything you've ever seen before. This is not like the workshop everybody else does. This is not like the Facebook group everybody else does. And so when I describe it, people sort of put it in a box of what they've seen before. It's like, do yourself a favor and don't put it in that box. And take it for something new because that's what we're really trying to do. People are getting, they're smart and they're savvy and they're sick and tired of just being marketed to. And they want to engage with a community and a coach and business experts who really provide value and like a sense of belonging, but also help them move forward in their business without them feeling like they're being pitched 24-7. And that's really what we're all about in the Make It Work Online community and in the Make It Work Online workshop. So in a nutshell, we've got a free Facebook group called the Make It Work Online community. And it's me and some of my coaches and an amazing group of people who are committed to growing their businesses in 2020. And my focus, of course, well, and we usually do this every year. So if you happen to be listening to this podcast a year or two later, we're probably still doing it every year uh, in the end of the year and the beginning of the new year. This is something that we do. I can't do it year round because I really am in there coaching people for free and helping them grow their business. And it's based on the framework we use in our Make It Work Online coaching program where you learn the basics of how to really set a solid foundation for a long-term sustainable business doing one-on-one services and work that you love. And it's perfect for people who are just getting started, but it's also for folks who've been at it for a while and they're not really seeing the traction that they hope to get. 
So we've had clients come through our program before who've been in business serving clients for seven years, but they could never really get the income or the attraction that they wanted. It was always this sort of side hustle while they were working a job. And they come in saying, I really want to do this and I want to do it right. And we go back to the beginning. We say, okay, you have all this information of your clients and you know what you're doing, but let's like go back to step one, like go back to step one. If we tell you what step one is in, in there, but like, what is, who are you serving and what are you doing? And let's get this languaging right. And then what is your offer? And, and usually what people find, whether they're brand new to business or have been at it for a while, they find something every step of the way. They're like, Oh, that's what I've been doing wrong. That's what I've been missing. I didn't have that piece in place. I totally see how I was doing all of this work and it wasn't working because I didn't know this thing from step one. Because I'm a big fan of saying you got to do step one before you do step two, before you do step three, before you do step 27, you got to do them in order. And the Make It Work Online community is all about that. So we're walking folks through the seven steps to make it work online, which are just the seven foundations of building your online business that is going to create the sustainable income. And in the Facebook group, we're helping people take action. So the coaches are in there saying, okay, here's what to do to take action on step one. And I'll be in here this day and I'll give you feedback on your step one and help you work through it if you're having any questions. And here's what to do once you're on step two. And here's how to get feedback on that. And we're working people through the seven steps. And in January, the second half of January, we're going to do a more in-depth workshop. So I've got four video lessons. The fourth one will be live with me really helping people understand the big picture of online business, why what they have been doing isn't working, what they need to do differently, and really set them up for success in the long term of the year. And we're just having a lot of fun. We're all about taking action and really supporting people as they build these online businesses because this is the best thing ever. Like it's way harder than I ever imagined it would be, but it is so awesome to run your own online business. Like, oh my gosh, who knew it could be this good? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And everybody is having so much fun in that group too and sharing their wins and there's like breakthroughs happening every single day. Yes. It's just a fun community to be a part of. And so anyway, so I'm so excited to be a part of it and to be going through the seven steps myself. And so I want everybody to jump in to that group and you can go and learn more about the workshop and the live workshop that's happening at the end of January, but get yourself in the group now. This episode's coming out in December. So get yourself in the group now so you can jump in to the fun and the planning and the breakthroughs already before the live workshop. And so you can find out more about that at makeitworkonline.com. And we'll put all the links and resources and everything that we talked about, the entrepreneurial thinking, everything that we talked about in the show notes so that people can easily find them. So I was also just, I want to brag on you a little bit. I, as I, in preparation for this interview, I was scrolling through your personal Facebook page mm. and I saw years and years of posts where people were tagging you for the influence that you have made in their lives and how their businesses, so many people said over and over and over, I saw this over and over and over about a year ago today, I joined Jenny's program and I can't believe that my business is where it is today because it looks so different from a year ago. Or they share their memories of pictures with you and and wow, things have changed a lot since this happened. So anyway, I just wanted to give you that, that, that I know that this is true, that you're changing people's lives. And I love that you are helping so many women business owners take control of their lives and their schedules and their businesses and help other people through their services and build a sustainable business for themselves. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Can you share just a couple, because uh, we have a few minutes left, but, and I want to be respectful of your time, but can you share just a couple of those, like, you know, case studies of where, you know, somebody was really struggling in their business and then they went through the seven steps with you and, you know, came out on the other end completely changed? 
Yeah. So I think of one client, she always comes to mind. Her name is Karen Gillen. She's awesome. She was a, when I say people have been in the business for seven years before they commit, she's the person that I think of. She was sort of dabbling as a coach in slightly different arenas, intuitive eating and weight loss and professional development. She was sort of dabbling in her business as a side hustle for seven years. And I remember when she messaged me and she said, I'm ready. This is the year. I'm like, okay, great. Cause I had known her and I knew that she was just sort of, and she said, this is the year. So that was in 2016. And she said, I'm ready. I'm going to do it. I'm going to take me to work online. And I was like, awesome. By the end of the program, she had a full client roster. So she had a toddler at home. She was working a full-time job. And by the end of Make It Work Online coaching program, which is where we execute the seven steps, she had a full client roster. And I think within a year or something, she quit her full-time job. She then was like making more money than her husband was. She's now works like 25 hours a week, maybe less, has a six-figure continuously growing business, has lots of time with her family and just like traveling when she wants to, not when she doesn't want to. And she, I'll get messages from her, still living the dream. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. So she's the one that comes to mind. Uh, another one who she's actually coaching our program, her name is Stephanie. And she came, she hadn't served a single client in her business, no clients, no nothing from the very beginning. She's like, Jenny, I just want you to tell me exactly what I need to do. And I'm going to do what you say. I haven't learned from anybody else. I just want to begin here. And by the end of the program, she'd gotten 10 clients within a year. She hit six figures in her business within another year or two. She was at um, multiple six figures in her business. Like she, at the time when she joined had like two other side businesses that she was doing and lots of crazy things happening in her life. And within like a year and a half, that was all sorted out. She had like hired out people to run her other business, closed one of her other things. And she's like, this is what I want to do full time. And she's doing it and she's rocking it and she's a single mom and she keeps it all together and she travels and, and she's sort of like, yeah, this is the best. And it all started with just like a $99 offer that she on her first offer was just for $99. And within a year, she was at six figures and a year or two later, multiple six figures, just incredible. So those are two, I could go on and on, but we'll just, <laughs> we'll just leave it with those two. These are real women, like real everyday people, <laughs> just like you and me. <laughs> That's so wonderful. I love that. I love that. Thank you so much for being here today and sharing all of your wisdom with us. And I really hope that everybody takes advantage of this amazing opportunity that you're giving for free with the Facebook group and the workshop and the coaching because you've got, I mean, you're in there, as you said, but you've also got your coaches in there, yeah. including copywriting coaches and giving feedback on copy. And you, you cover so much in the group and the seven steps. So I hope that everybody takes advantage of it. So tell people where they can go to sign up for the workshop and then also learn more about you and follow you. Yeah. So you can sign up for the workshop at makeitworkonline.com and we'll just like go there and you'll get Facebook group. You'll get the seven steps. You'll get the workshop, get the whole thing, whatever's at makeitworkonline.com. You'll end up getting it all. You can find me at jennyshe.com, J-E-N-N-Y-S-H-I-H. And I'm on Facebook. Uh, you'll see my business page. And I've just started taking Instagram seriously. So you can find me over there. I actually got a message from somebody today. It was like, oh my gosh, you actually responded to my message. I'm like, of course I did. Like, <laughs> yes. So yeah, you can find me on Instagram. I'm she Jenny at Instagram. And if you message me, I will message you back. <laughs> I love it. And I've been following you on Instagram and I love your posts and your Instagram stories are fun too. And <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so definitely check you out on Instagram, but definitely sign up for the workshop at makeitworkonline.com. And I'm not an affiliate or anything. I just think what Jenny's doing is amazing. And so I, I want everybody to take advantage of it. 
Yeah, thanks for clarifying. Yeah, you you are not paid to say this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just said, hey, I love what you're doing. Can I get you on the podcast? And I said, um, oh, let's do it. <laughs> yes, I'm a huge fan and I'm super honored that you shared this hour with us. And so thank you so much, Jenny, again, for coming on the podcast. Really appreciate it. And yeah, I know that this is going to help a lot of people take their businesses to the next level in 2020. Love it. <laughs> thank you. I absolutely loved everything that Jenny had to share with us, and I hope that you'll take action and implement at least one strategy from this interview. And I encourage you to join us in Jenny's Make It Work online community. Again, you'll find all the details for the workshop, the live coaching, and more at makeitworkonline.com. The workshop is happening in January, but when you join, you'll get instant access to Jenny's seven steps to make it work online guide and all the trainings and coaching that are happening in the Facebook group right now. And there's a lot of action and breakthroughs happening right now inside the group. In fact, just the other day, Eva wrote, quote, I haven't felt so clear and focused on my entrepreneurship journey as I have since bumping into Jenny and the Make It Work Online community. And I truly believe that doing the work here is what's been helping me to start moving the needle. Finally, I cannot wait to see what completing the next steps of the seven steps to make it work online guide will do for my business, but things finally feel right inside the gut and my heart. I'm on the right track. Thank you for all the coaching, love, and teachings. And again, I just want to share that I am not an affiliate or anything, but I just love what Jenny is doing and I'm committed to bringing you the best resources to help you grow your online business. And I feel like Jenny has set the bar high. She's giving so much that you should definitely take advantage of this. So I'd love for you to share your takeaways with us in the comments at monicalouie.com slash 33, or you can tag Jenny and me on Instagram. I am at Flourish with Monica and she is at she, Jenny, that's S-H-I-H, which is her last name, J-E-N-N-Y. And I want to give a huge thank you once again to Jenny She for coming on the podcast and sharing her secrets to success with us. You will find all the links and resources that we mentioned in this episode at monicalouie.com slash 33. And thank you so much for joining Jenny and me today. If you are ready to scale your business with Facebook ads, then check out my free Facebook ad starter kit. You can find that at monicalouie.com slash guide. The starter kit takes you through the six steps to creating campaigns that convert. Plus there's an awesome checklist so you can make sure you've got everything you need before you jump into the ads manager. And if you're like me, then you can appreciate a good checklist. And if you're interested in learning more about how my team and I might be able to help you with your Facebook, Instagram, or Pinterest ads, go to monicalouie.com slash WWM. We have information there about our services. As I mentioned, I'll have all the links and resources that I mentioned today in the show notes, which you can find at monicalouie.com slash 33. And if you found this helpful, please leave a rating and review so that more people can find this podcast and subscribe so that you can be notified when the next episode comes out. Brand new episodes come out every single Thursday. And next week, I've got another great episode heading your way. So subscribe so you don't miss it. I hope you'll join me next week on the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast. All right, that's all from me today. Thank you so much for joining me. Take care and bye for now. 